With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. everybody on june 5th 2019 you know when you get older you just keep noticing that the years just keep keep on going by i know it's corny but it's true anyway look i see a lot of articles i tell you that every week but i see a lot of articles these days claiming that science has revealed the key to happiness and and i had I re- anyway here it is Here's the key. You have to be a Pollyanna, okay? That's someone who sees the silver lining in everything, even the bad things. And they say that the way you cultivate this attitude is to write a list of three things that you noticed every day that you like. Often they call them gratitude lists. It's been on Oprah and everywhere. I'm sure you've seen it, okay? Anyway, these three things that you write down, they can be very common, ordinary little things, like if you enjoyed your coffee in the morning, you write that down. If you like the color of the sky, the blue sky on your way to work, you write that down. If the receptionist gives you a nice smile when you come into the office, right, you write it down. Someone opened the door for you. You were carrying parcels. You write that down, right? Then you get into your office and you see an email from one of your hiring managers, one of those geniuses, and he gave you a search for a kind of person who is very much in demand. The market is really tight, but you happen to find someone who originally came from your city, and he and his wife want to move back there so they can be close to their parents who are getting a bit older, right? So this is a really lucky fluke. This candidate uh, came in for interviews the day before, right? And your bozo manager sends you a message that says, you know, we really liked them. Everybody really liked them. But I'd like to see some more people before we make a decision, right? Now, I got a question for you. Do you think the fact that you had a good coffee or that the receptionist smiled at you is going to cushion you from that kind of nonsense, keep you from feeling bad day in and day out, right? I don't think so. Okay, and if it's not the hiring manager, it's the candidate. If it's not, you know, the candidates, the stupid HR team that doesn't even have a a desk ready for the new hire when he finally shows up for work, right? Anyway, if you disagree with me, I'd love to hear it on Jerry Jerry. The recruiting animal. I'd like 
to thank my sponsors, PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of Recruiting Software, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the Super Duper Sourcing Tool, and Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the Phone Interview Technology. I want to say a big hello. Hey, someone's making noise. Someone's making noise. It's their lousy phone. Okay, I want to say a big hello out to a guy named Christopher Rivas, okay? Way out there in Tokyo. He sent me a note yesterday that says he likes the show. So thank you. Also to Cass Murray. She said she likes the show. You know why I want to appreciate them is because last week I got a lot of messages that people don't like the show. They think it's shit, they said, okay? And they think I'm an asshole, okay? So i got to tell you something. Uh, having somebody say you, they like what you do is better than, you know, writing down that you had a good coffee or that you like the blue sky. I just wanted to add that. And now on to my good friend, regular guest, Amy Alla. Amy, are you there? It's Amy Miller, but yes, I'm here. Oh, okay, Amy Miller. Sorry, I meant Alla Recruiter. Alla Recruiter. Yeah, you that left it. You can't just blame me. Your your no, Twitter address never. is ALA Recruiter. Sorry, it's not ALA Recruiter anymore. It's just ALA. It stands, stands for something nobody knows, right? Okay. We'll, we'll, figure, we'll make something up. It's all good. Some idiot. <laughs> some idiot is 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 so you know I'm got a real lousy phone. I'm going to have to go through every call. You know. Let me just go through some of these. Okay. Nine oh nine. That's okay. Nine oh nine is okay. Let's try eight three two. See if it's them. Yeah, 832, bad guy. What what area code is that? Okay, Amy is an in-house recruiter working with engineering managers for the design of uh, a very famous online platform. Okay, is that enough? Sure. Yeah, okay. I want to say... Yeah, I want to say something. Amy introduced me to the idea of the recruiter who wears yoga pants. In fact, her blog is called Recruiting in Yoga Pants, right? Yes, it it is. Okay, yes. and I gotta tell I gotta tell you this topic has gotten me into more trouble than anything else. I've been called a pervert, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a sexist a million times. I mean, I am in hot water for that. Okay, so Constantly. thank you, Amy. You're thank welcome. You. I do what I can. <laughs> what about a what about a, a business meeting? Would you wear yoga pants to a, an actual business meeting as opposed to sitting in your office? Absolutely, I wear yoga pants to my interview. At said oh, really? large online platform. Yeah? Yes, I did. Okay. Oh, you yep. did to your oh, interview black. when you when you went for this job. When I went oh, for boy. this job, they they're black. You can't tell. They just look like leggings. But I wore kind of a long tunic top, if you will. And uh, it was August, so it was hot out. And you know, it's yeah. Of course, I did. They don't care. That that's and it, and again, look. I'm not saying you should go to like a White House dinner in yoga pants. Like you have to obviously know your audience and pick and choose your battles. But this employer, this place, this job. Okay, moving on. Enough. Enough about yoga pants. Okay. <laughs> look, I, I've got a section now for general success tips. If people don't like it, I don't mind feedback. It's just everybody's posting, you know, these articles about it. Why shouldn't I yeah. ask? Okay. Absolutely. So I think you, it's a valid question. Okay, do you think, this is something else now, do you think it's uh, important to get up early as a key to success? I hope not, because I don't roll out of bed much before 9, except when I have to come hang out with you, so. 
This oh, is the really? earliest I've been up in a while. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, there, there you go, everybody. Uh, what about yeah. getting enough sleep? That's that's a new fad. Getting eight hours. Oh, do you get eight, hour, eight hours. I I what? usually do. I'm usually between seven and eight. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. I try. Sleep is important. I love sleep. I uh-huh. I am not staying up late for nobody. I'm not getting up early for anybody but you. Okay. So, thank you, dear. Okay. Okay. Do you <laughs> meditate? Do you meditate? That's every everybody who's oh, successful man. meditates now. No, what? I guess I'm not successful because I don't meditate. I wear inappropriate clothing. I must be doing something really What about working really out? Wrong. Do you work out? Do you work mm, out? I run. I run a couple days a week, but oh not yeah, very oh just a couple of days. <laughs> but you 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 enter uh, you enter some kind of races, right? I did. I I run a few half marathons, bunch of ten k's and five k's. I'm slow. Like I was literally the last person at the last uh, half you marathon. You could run I a did, half marathon with only two days of practice a week. Mm, three days, Monday, Wednesday, okay, Friday. Usually okay. Days, final so. question. Sorry, everybody. If if you don't think this is relevant, I'm sorry. But Amy, Amy, I posted a very nice picture. She takes a good picture. Okay. Thanks and somebody so. gave you a compliment about your hair in that picture yeah. when you're eating the Caesar salad. Which yes. shampoo and hair? Which shampoo and hair conditioner do you use? I, I want to tell. Tresemme. <laughs> he is Tresemme. What is it? It's called Tresemme. It comes in a black bottle. Get it at Walmart. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> at Walmart. Oh, it's, like, yeah. it's the good stuff, eh? Okay. I guess. Okay. <laughs> okay, now we're getting into the serious stuff. Do you, use, do, you use, do you use social media to brand yourself in uh, your target industry so that everybody knows, hey, uh, there's Amy, okay? If, I, if, not, if somebody is – Right. Like I don't do it intentionally. I, I'm obviously on social media. I'm on Facebook and Twitter all the time. I have a blog, but it, it's not I don't do it with the intention of, oh, I'm going to go get the attention of a bunch of software engineers. I, I just that's just I just like to talk. And so I kind of throw myself out there and sometimes I make friends and engage with with recruiters or whatever. It's not intentional. I think as a result, there's a byproduct that people know me and want to talk to me. But no, I no, no. I don't mean do other recruiters. I mean the kind of, oh, no, wait whoever. a second, Amy. Yeah, no. I, I don't mean recruiters. I mean the software mm-hmm. engineers that you want to recruit. Do you post on LinkedIn uh, all kinds of information that they no. might find useful I am hardly ever on LinkedIn, but I have Uh a bunch of engineering leaders who have found me through my blog, believe it or not. And because I write Uh about, you know, shitty LinkedIn in-mails and terrible recruiting practices. I write about stuff like that. So I actually, about once a week on average, I will hear from a potential candidate that says, oh my gosh, you said this thing and it's so funny. And I had that happen to me 17 times this week. So how do they find your blog? How do they find your blog? How do they find your blog? I don't know. I don't know. Twitter. It, somebody forwarded them an article. Um, it hasn't been there. It hasn't, hasn't been there for no, too long. No, I know. Long. This is like a new phenomenon. This is like in the last several months that I've started getting these uh, kinds uh, of messages. I, I, I might, I might want to suggest that you've got some kind of inside help there, but I won't. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's here's a trend that you know we've spoken many times. I never heard anything about this really before this year. Uh, candidate ghosting. I hear about it every week now. People are getting ghosted. You know, candidates who disappear won't return calls all of a sudden. Have you found it to be an issue for yourself? Something new? Oh, yeah. It's not new. 
it's it's I think it's just more apparent now because we have so many lines of communication, but it's nothing new. This has happened to me in all 20 years I've been doing this, people disappear. So I think it's just because we feel more connected because we have six different ways to contact someone, but it's the same old problem that we've always had since the dawn of time. Not okay, so problem. it's not a case where the candidates are getting uh, more job uh, job job offers and accepting them and then just not replying to the ones other ones they've been pursuing. It's it's not a case I of that, which is I, I don't I mean so that might be the logic behind it, and maybe we're seeing a spike just because the way you know how tight the market is right now. But this is not a new problem. Anyone who thinks this is a new problem. I, maybe they're new to recruiting because it has no, not happened it's a new to problem. everyone for years. I think it's a new problem. I think it's a new problem. I never, I never, uh, never encountered it really. You've no. never had that, really? When was the last time you did no. a search no. animal? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, you know what? You should tape that question and just replay it every every show, no. okay? I know. Uh, Alan Floor. Okay, Alan Floor. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, here's a smarty pants. Do you have a question for Amy? Do you have a question for not Amy? Not yet. I got on a few minutes late. I apologize. Oh, well, okay. Let me open up. Okay, 832, I'm not going to open you. I'll open a few more people, though. Anybody got a question for Amy at this point? Anybody got a question for Amy? Ask me anything. Nothing is off limits. Uh, okay. Do you coach against <laughs> counteroffers? Do you coach against counteroffers? Yes. Of course. Absolutely. Really? Okay, yeah. first question. I, I Does it work? Does it work? Sometimes. Most of the time, I think, look, here's the thing. It's not my influence, right, that's, that's going to make a, a difference. The person's going to do what's in their best interest. Um, hopefully, I can give them information that helps them decide what's in their best interest, but it's ultimately not going to be my decision. There's nothing, there's no magic wand. There's, there's no special spell that I can speak into the universe that's going to make someone change their mind. I just have to provide them with enough information that, shows them that it's in their best interest to take my job. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. We had a guy on a few weeks ago. Uh, I like him, and I think he's successful. His name is Amir mm-hmm. Borman. And he mm-hmm. says if uh, he'll analyze, you know, uh, somebody's offers, and if he thinks the other offer is better, he'll tell them. Will you do that? Sure. 100%. Absolutely. I okay. I've did this. At, actually, yes. Uh, because look, my role may not be the best role. Hopefully, we figure that out before we get to offer stage. But if it comes down to, and I have actually said, listen, I'm not going to give you as much money as you're getting here. If money is what's most important, or the difference in the comp is, is like life changing, then you need to go take the other offer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, Alan, Alan's endorsing that. You would do that too, Alan. Take the I other do it offer. All the time. Absolutely, you do okay. it all the time. Because look, uh-huh. look, and if if animal's my candidate, mm-hmm. animal needs to look out for animal incorporated. Now, yep. in the short run, could I potentially talk you into taking our job? Yeah, maybe I could. Sure. But all I am is a matchmaker. And if I'm doing my job well as a matchmaker, then what I'm going to do is Amy and I might be weird, but we look out for the whole the the entirety. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to say, "Hey, look, animal, here's the deal." I respect this company, my company, here's the th- situation. I can't pay you as much. Here's where I think the pluses and the minuses are. I want you to make the best decision for you. And you want to know something? I just got a referral. I just, I just added to my referral network in an exponential way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And but I'm not come... going to back to you in six months when you get a better offer again. 
Like you yeah. have to think about the long game too. It's not about the immediate, like, oh, I'm going to fill this role today. I got to fill well, this you're role threat- long term. Hold on a second, Amy. That sounds like a threat. Mm-hmm. Are you saying, look, but if you take this other offer, I don't want you ever speaking to me again. Do you say no. that way? No. no, 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 no. I'm saying if I convince someone to take an offer today, that's not the best offer. I'm screwing myself because they're going to bounce uh-huh. in six months and then I'm going to yeah. have to do it all over again. Okay. And the other Hold side on of a that, second. Go, go ahead. ahead. Hold on, Alan. If you, if, if Amir, Amir uh, Aborman and Amy uh, Miller and Alan Fleur are also straightforward and, and, you know, it's not even a matter of being altruistic. They're just, you know, they're very transparent and honest. How yeah. come recruiters have such a bad reputation? Everybody says they don't care about anything except numbers. Because 80% of them lie because they want to get yeah. to the finish line <laughs> and they don't care about anything else. And I'm even going to say it's higher. It's probably like 90% and it's, and the 10 and the five to 10% are on this freaking call. Okay. Okay. I mean, honestly, well, and, and frankly, we don't all walk the talk. Yeah. That's just the truth. I mean, a lot of us spout a bunch of shit on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, and, and we make it sound like we're so smart. We know what we're doing. But when you're actually in the trenches actually doing it, I guarantee half of them are full of shit. Yeah. Okay. How do you bring up the, co- co- the counteroffer issue, Amy? So what, why are you, it starts at the very first phone call. Why are you talking to me? Why are we having this conversation? Why are we talking about a new job? Okay, what's missing in your current world? What do you want in your next world? So it starts there. Okay, so what happens? You go through this process and your company comes back and say, hey, we've got a great new project for you. Or, hey, you're getting a big fat raise. How does that impact your decision? So get them thinking about the possibility of this happening. And so at every touch point, you're kind of reminding them, okay, so we talked about this. You said you were looking for that. It's just a constant kind of reseeding of the conversations you've been planting all along. Don't wait till the last conversation to bring it up. You've got to be talking about it the whole time. Hold on. So you're saying to the, to the person, uh, yeah. if, if you, you know, uh, first of all, if, if you call a passive candidate, you can't say, why are you talking to me? Because you called me, that's why. But you say, what, yeah, what, what could you get them interested? Why did you take my call? What could I possibly offer you that would be worth continuing the discussion? What's missing for you in your current role that you'd like to see in a future role? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they may answer the phone because they're nice or curious or whatever, but at some point, there's some emotional currency that they're getting. There's a payoff the candidate is experiencing that makes them continue the discussion. Okay, and so then when, when, when the potential candidate or the, let's call them a candidate, mm-hmm. says, okay, Amy, you know, I'm interested in this, X, yep. and I'm not, getting it, I'm not getting it right now. So will you say, yep. look, I'd like to move you forward, but if your company comes back to you and offers you X, are you going to say I'm not interested in making a move anymore? Is that how you put it? Is that what you do? So, so I'll say, okay, here's what I can offer you. Hopefully it's something that resonates. Hopefully it, it, let's just pretend it matches this mythical person's wish list. And so I say, hey, we can, it's always about selling the next conversation. Like I, I tell candidates this, you cannot turn down an offer that you do not have. You could say no to me now, but what are you saying no to? You're saying no to a conversation. Now, uh-huh. if we get through the conversation and we get to the next conversation, then we get to the interview and we get to the offer, like at every touch point, you have an opportunity to back out or say no. But the reality is you're turning down something that you don't actually have in your hand. So uh-huh. let's first of all get to that point. And then secondly, at every touch point, 
How is it going to feel if you get a counter? How is it going to feel if this other company comes through? Let me tell you something that I think a lot of other recruiters that I compete with do wrong. We try to bully people into yeses. Uh I have actually seen emails from my competitors that my candidates have shared with me that say, if you respond to this email, that means that you're accepting this offer and no, you know, I mean, it's, it's very actually shitty. It's, it's mean and it's bossy. And I've had, I've actually been like, Hey, you know what? I mean, you got to do what's right for you. And if this company is the right place for you, uh, that's cool. But I'm kind of curious, what do you think the culture's like if this is how they're treating you during the courting process? Like this is the time we're supposed to be kissing your ass and like making you love us. And if this is the attitude you're getting, I'm a little worried what happens when you join and you're a full timer and you're in. I will okay, but your recruiters, hold on. You're, you're assuming there that the recruiters who are ruthless uh, are reflecting the rest of the culture of the company. We also always hear are that every not? department. No, they're not. Every department in a company has a separate culture. That's what I've read in a zillion articles. Well, let me tell you, the recruiters better get on board with whatever culture they're representing. Yeah. They better be able to speak to it because we're the front line. We're, whether we want to be or not, we're the, the image, the picture, the, the understanding of what I can expect moving forward with this company. Even if it's Alan? subconscious, even if the candidate's not specifically calling that out, I promise uh-huh. you – how someone interacts with me is how they expect to be treated or what they think is going to happen when they get to my company. I promise you. You're a unique person, okay? I don't believe that these hiring managers you're <laughs> okay. working with, I don't believe that you are necessarily the same as them. They sound like uh, often not the same kind of people at all, quite frankly, okay? Hold on, I want to go to Alan. He's been yesing. Okay. He's actively yesing. Everything Amy says, yup, yup, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, Alan, do you want to say know. something? She's preaching. What, 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 what's, what's, the, what's, okay. the pro- what's, okay. what's the big confusion here? I'm like, here's, here's the other thing about when you coach people through and they don't accept your offer. Statistically speaking, every now and then, the person takes the other job. I s- I congratulate them. I send them a freaking congratulation card. And guess yep. what? Maybe yep. about, I don't know what, 10% of the time, unfortunately, that ends up being not what they expected. And you've mm-hmm. given them the ability to come back to you. Yep. And, and I had this happen three months ago, very hard position. And we, we made her an offer two years ago, and she took another another position and she was doing okay. I, we went at her again a couple of months ago. We made her an offer. She was going to turn us down and she, she verbally accepted another offer. And I said, that's great. No problem. We talked it all through. Mm -hmm. And then a week later through my network, I heard she's really not sure. And all I did was send her an email and said, Hey, I just wanted to say, hi, I hope you you're onboarding and everything is going well. And she emailed me back and go, can we talk? She's okay. not working here. Happy you got to play the long game sometimes. Like it's just because it's a no today. And we do this all the time when candidates tell us no or prospects. I should not say candidates, but a lead, a prospect, whatever. They don't want to take our call. They don't want to answer our email, whatever. At some point, you got to stop harassing people. I'm not saying you should chase somebody to the ends of the earth. But just because it's a no today doesn't mean six months from now it's not going to be a good fit. It doesn't mean – a different company. If I change companies again, it doesn't mean that person won't be better for my next company that I recruit for. You know, I mean, I have people I talk to at Microsoft 
that weren't fits for Microsoft, maybe they belong here where I am now. So, you know, it, it's just, it's all about just building a, a good relationship and a reputation as somebody who is not an asshole, honestly. Like if, if recruiters just stopped acting like jerks, do you know how much easier our jobs would get? It's crazy. Well, actually, it's good for you. No, it's good for you. I mean, that they act like jerks, so you stand out. Does anybody else want to comment? Michael T. Cox, anybody else before I move on? Anybody? No? Okay. Amy, do you want to do the ad for Hire Tool? You don't have to. I love, no, I love Hire Tool. You know I'm a fan. I did a side by side comparison of Hire Tool versus LinkedIn. I only had one duplicate, and the LinkedIn recruiter results were terrible and the hire tool results were fantastic. Like I actually ended up with 19 very well calibrated, complete contact information, history, all kinds of good stuff. I packaged up from a hiring manager and said, Hey, what do you think of these 19 people? And he was in love. So hire tools, amazing. The AI sourcing tools, the best thing I've ever played with. Check it out. H I R E T U A L.com. And they've got a free, um, um, extension, Chrome extension that you can download uh, for giving you contact information. I think that's all I need to say on that one. Thank you. Okay. Of course. I'll you coffee if I ever meet you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how often? Okay. Okay. Let me see. Okay. How often do? Well, this is kind of. I, we can pass on this, but I'll tell you what the question was in case you think it's worthwhile. How sure. often do candidates say one thing and do another, like accept an offer from you? And then accept another offer from somebody somebody else, or say, you know, I'm not Amy. I'm not going to accept that counter offer, and and then they do. You know, when we're getting into the offer stage, it's not very often. Usually, at that point, we're pretty locked. I I will tell you, probably a good ten percent, maybe that might be a little high. Maybe eight percent will commit to an interview and then back out. So I see more drop-offs there, and then obviously the the further up, you know, kind of the start of the funnel you get, the bigger your drop-offs are. So okay, well, what do yeah, you do I'll when they do? Out. They what do they do? That's an interesting question. They they agree yeah. to an interview, then they they back off. What do you call them up and say? You think I'm going to bite you? I mean, uh, you know. No, I just you, say, you know, again, you're you're turning down something you don't have yet. This is not an offer you're rejecting. Uh-huh. This is a conversation. Uh-huh. So what's changed for you that this conversation no longer makes sense? And with one, this happened actually to a colleague of mine. I think it's relevant, so I'll share. This happened to a colleague of mine recently uh, where the person said, well, I did the drive. You know, I, I, I made this commute from my house. It's in the Bay Area, and it's terrible, and there's no way I could take this job. So my colleague, who's a brilliant recruiter, said, okay, well, let's talk through this. Um, would you, you know, for the right money, for the right package, would you move? Would you be able to move closer? And he said, well, yeah, you know, I mean, if it was like, if money wasn't an option, you know, an object, yeah, I could, and that would make all the difference. Well, the thing is, our compensation is so much higher than what he's currently making that assuming everything goes well, he goes through the process and gets an offer, we would be able to create a scenario for him and his family where he could move closer and it eliminates, eliminates the commute issue. Okay, so but that sounds like a rare – that's a rare issue, okay? So how but often – if somebody the point is – but you're missing the point. The point is don't just accept, oh, I'm not going to do this. Ask right. why. Is it a problem we can solve? Is it something that's easily addressed? Is there some other factor that's keeping you from it? You're not going to win them all, but usually just probing questions and a conversation will solve probably half of these. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah. You got to ask. Hey, look, Alan, yeah, if you're yeah. going to talk, pick up the phone. I said, yeah, <laughs> you, you got to ask the question. I did a chance. Okay. I did a. I did a vice chancellor for a, a university, and the pay was was crappy. And I and an animal, the candidate, said, yeah, it's it's and the housing is so expensive and everything else. And I went back to the the client and I said, do you guys have housing? He's like, no. I said, I'm thinking that's BS. So I went and tracked down the housing department on the university campus, and they go, yeah, we could give Animal a house. He meets the criteria. I went back, and I said, here's the deal. Here's what we can do. And Animal said, well, geez, well, I don't need to worry about paying for a mortgage. Let's do this. So it's, it's having so, the So the hiring manager didn't even know what the, what the, what the company or the institution was uh, willing to, to offer. So these and are so, odd and, stories. Okay, My no, impression it's not. is so, – No, it's but not. It's really so many not, times – so many times, people do not understand everything the company has to offer. We have to track it down, but we usually have a lot of that knowledge, be it compensation, bonuses, signing, relocation, even the way relocation is done, additional mm-hmm. training, other things, a mentor, a formal mentorship program, whatever. Yep. yep. Okay. My yep. question is, here's, here's, hold on, Amy. This is what I see happening. The, okay. they, they commit to an interview they back out and what they're af- they're afraid that you know you or Alan who are you know quite quite forceful I'll say you you've got personalities <laughs> they're afraid that you're going to be angry at them at the phone they won't even want to talk with you on the phone mm-hmm. you don't find mm-hmm. that happens I no no I I for me I could I understand what you're saying and I think other recruiters maybe have that risk I don't I can't imagine a candidate being afraid of me. I'm I'm not scary at all. And what about Alan? Does he sound scary to you? Does Alan sound <laughs> no, scary? No, not at all. I had this happen Alan two weeks ago. Really professional. Oh, okay. Which okay. I also I, don't I, sound. But. I find I find him a bit scary. Okay, so. Not at all. He's a there. But to your point, animal, I had this happen uh-huh. exactly two weeks ago. I reached out to somebody who I figured knew a lot of people here. And he got back to me and said, "I'm a little. I'd love to talk, Alan, but I'm real nervous because I w-. basically his, he said because I was a I was an asshole at this other company where we all worked. I think I've grown up. I spoke to him. Every everybody here said, you know what? People grow up. Technically, he was smart as hell. We made him an offer, and then and then he had to call me and back out of the offer because his wife's mother is is." deathly ill and he has to move out of state and he goes alan i'm really sorry i this i got this situation i'm like look it happens i'm sorry to hear okay, about yeah, it he had a good hold on he had a good excuse i gotta i gotta say no no no, no no but the point is, is died, we got him know? an offer we got him an offer uh-huh. though and he came at us he when we reached out to, when i reached out to him he said i'm i'd love to but i'm scared you guys my those guys aren't gonna like me from the past and and i said look worst case talk with them on the phone and if it works out and they offer to meet you in person, go do it. Cause they will have already made the decision. Mm-hmm. I'm not scary. I'm def- I'm, okay. I'm a little impatient now and then I'll hold okay. up a mirror and say, uh-huh. I call BS, but uh-huh. so be it. Okay. Hey, animal. Amy. I'm sorry. I got, I, I got to jump. I got to do an interview, but Hey, okay, great thanks. show thanks. so far. Thanks. I enjoyed I'll, talking I'll, try to to, I'll try to carry the show without you, Alan. Wish me luck. Yeah. Without that, any help. Yeah. You, <laughs> Amy, you do, you do, you do the ads, Amy. You, 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 he could use some change up on the ads. It's really cool. <laughs> okay. Bye all. Do it Bye. Again. Okay. 
do do jobs you're working on ever get frozen? So you've put a lot of work into something, all of a sudden from somewhere high up in the company, there's a freeze on that job, and you got to call all the candidates and say, no, it's not happening. I've had um, hires, I've had offers go internal that basically eliminates like, oh, we had a transfer out of nowhere. I mean, that happens pretty often. So not a freeze, but definitely where for whatever hold on. reason. I mean, so they, hold on. So there's yeah. internal candidates and you don't know about them when you start the search? Correct. Because sometimes, so, so we start the search. And first question is always, you know, what's the appetite for internal versus external? Do you have a current pipeline? Is there anyone you're excited about? Like we have these conversations. So yes, we, we know, but you only know what the manager's telling you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and, and that conversation starting the search week one, there isn't an internal pipeline or no one's interested, or I've been tapping my network and I'm not getting any bites. Week two, yeah, a couple nibbles. Nobody's really interested. Nobody I'm interested in. Keep the external pipeline coming. Week three, week four, we're constantly kind of checking in and asking. But these things come up out of nowhere sometimes. They just do. Oh, hey, this amazing person showed up and, you know, I talked to him yesterday and we're going to move forward. Oh, okay, great. I mean, that's not my fault because I didn't know three weeks ago. What do you say to your existing candidates? If you've got some good candidates, what do you say? Yeah, so here's the thing. And this again, this is part of the discussion from day one. Okay, we're targeting a specific role. You have spoken with this hiring manager. We're bringing you to interview for this specific team. Just so you know, sometimes things change. Sometimes headcount moves. Sometimes we have internal transfers. Are you interested in hearing about related roles if and when we need to have that conversation? Nothing should ever be a surprise. I always prep all of my candidates when they get to interview stage that, look, things can change. We might get signaled during your interview that says, hey, you're a way better fit for a different kind of position. Are you okay with that? Do you want to hear about it? Most of the time it's yes. Why would I not want to hear about something? So it's just how you're positioning it and making sure that everybody knows what's going on and all of the potential, you know, moves and and dives and shifts that could happen. Okay. I'm going to do an ad. PC recruiter, and I'm going to quote, he's not here, Jeremy Sizemore. He's been a guest, but uh, not for a long time. But he wrote this on Facebook, so I feel I have the right to repeat it. He says, I've been on PC recruiter for over 15 years. Just I'll give him a plug, Sizemore, S-I-S-E-M-O-R-E, and he's the SAP recruiter. I mean, he's that's his, uh, his niche, and he's very good. He says, He says, why have I been on PC Recruiter for over 15 years? Because there's no reason to change. They constantly improve the product. They have great customer service. It's well-priced and has all the functionality I want. I love the mobile app. I use it all the time. I like the ease with which I can import a LinkedIn profile or uh, a Zoom Info profile just by clicking the Import button. In PC Recruiter, you can customize reports however you like. For team meetings, PC Recruiter is a staple in our industry and about half of the pinnacle society those are the big billers is running pc recruiter so check them out at pcrecruiter.net that guy chris who wrote me from japan he knows about pc recruiter because he heard it on this show okay amy is there anything that has come up that you've learned in the last year you mentioned that you've been a recruiter 20 years have you learned anything new what Oh my God. Have I learned anything new? I, you know, um, I've learned how cutthroat other big tech recruiters can be. 
I don't think what I was happening? as aware of that. Like, well, like uh-huh. I mentioned earlier about these these horrible emails, like, if you respond to this email, that means you're accepting this offer on pain of death if you decline or whatever bullshit they're adding. Um, that's been really interesting. I, I don't think I experienced that as much at Microsoft for whatever reason, but I'm definitely seeing it more and more, I'd say, in the last year. And it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm also... I'm really grateful, more so than I've ever been, that I started an agency and worked for really small companies. I think there's a certain, not not to minimize the expertise or abilities of people who've grown up in big tech companies, but I think there's a certain hustle that if your first job out of college was a recruiter at Microsoft, for example, you're missing out on some really really key training. So I, I've learned to really appreciate my background more than I did before. I used to have imposter syndrome really bad. Like, oh man, I come from like trucking and agency and paper applications. What am I doing here? And I, over the last year, I've definitely come to appreciate what I've been through. No, you've become the big I'm not an imposter. I'm fantastic. That's what you we say when you look in the mirror in the market. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. And I write I'm down. fantastic. I, write I love I'm you. Fantastic. You look in that mirror and say, I love you. Okay. And good enough and, and smart th- enough and doggone an animal likes me. Yeah. Right. Okay. Do you, <laughs> you, <laughs> do you coach candidates? <laughs> Sorry. Do you, you coach candidates for interviews? You, how thoroughly do you coach him? Because I'll remember uh, Tyron Giuliani, he would coach mm-hmm. uh, people for like Amazon. Uh, he would he would spend hours with them, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. um, making sure they knew what they were uh, should be prepared to do. And what about you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't spend hours, but I will spend as much time as the candidate's willing to devote. So I have, first of all, the first initial phone call is, hey, here's what the interview is going to look like. Here's, you know, the structure. You're going to see five people. These are the focus areas, whatever it is. Um, I also have like two or three documents that I send. I send a, a video of, you know, what it's like, a, a technical interview at my company, what to expect. Um, there's like basically if you printed it, it's probably two pages of just detail, like breaking down the interview process, breaking down the focus areas, what we're looking for. Well, tell, get a bit so, granular for me. What does that mean, breaking it down to what? These are the questions they're going to ask you, or, yeah, or you know, you better make sure you, you know, clean your fingernails? No, so for example, people management, because I only hire managers, so people management is an important focus area. What we're looking for, we're looking for uh, – your knowledge and expertise in growing and developing an engineer's career. What does that look like? Um, How do you take care of your team? How are you dealing with high performers, low performers? You know, what's kind of the people management side of what you're doing and be prepared to tell stories about that. It's okay to tell bad stories. You've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. It's okay to say, hey, this one time I really screwed up. Here's what I learned from it. Here's what I would do differently in the same situation next time. So things like that. I try to give them those kind of high-level anecdotal stuff that they might get in an interview and, and kind of help them, kind of like preparing for your show. What's your story? <laughs> What's your war story? What, what did you accomplish? What did you learn? Those kinds of things. Hey, Amy, um, it's Amy. It's Kathy Anderson. Hi, Kathy. Are you? Hi. Are you able to listen in to the, like, panel interviews? No. So our interviews are all, it's a series of one-on-ones. So they, they see five people, they're 45 minutes with one person and then to the next, et cetera. So no, I don't get to sit in on those. 
but the way we record feedback is very, very thorough and lengthy. So I do like follow along with the feedback and, you know, try to catch any flags for, for next time. I mean, our interviewers are pretty well trained and calibrated, but no, unfortunately I haven't got to sit in. Yeah. Cause I've had that. Well, I, we did do that and they would, the panel would, would be saying, Oh, we love your candidate. We're going to move forward with him and her. And then toward the end of it, they're out of the picture. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Yeah. 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 I mean, and, that's one thing I'll say about our process is it's, you know, pretty daunting. People who know where I work probably know what I mean, but it is really like based in actual feedback specific, you know, there's very specific kind of guidelines and things that we, we have to mm-hmm. get. You know, we have to be able to speak to. Okay. I got ability. a question. Hold on. I have a question about the interviews. How, um, how, how much does your prepping actually help or do these candidates, do they really know how to handle themselves anyway? Um, I like to think it helps. I've been told that it helps. Candidates have told me it helps. Uh, look, this is the way I look at an interview and I say this to my candidates. Okay. It's like prepping for the SATs. Nobody's saying you're not good at math. You're probably great at math. You've been doing math very well for many years, but now you have to prove that you can do math and you have to do it answering specific questions within a specific time frame. Not everybody is good at taking tests, so please practice. Read this stuff I'm sending you, do some mock interviews with your friends. Um, I can help you find you know, different ways to get coaching, things like that, if that's helpful for you, but you have to pass the test. So again, it's not that you're not good at math, you have to prove you're good at math in a test. That's what an interview is. And so that alone, I think, helps reset because it's very personal, right? If I go to an interview and I'm putting forward what I think is my best self and the team says, no, you're no good, we're not hiring you, you're insulting me. Are you saying I'm not a good recruiter? Are you saying I I can't do this job? Because guess what? I'm doing it very successfully somewhere else. So by pivoting it in your mind and thinking, okay, this is actually, this is a format which I may or may not be giving the right information makes it a little easier to swallow. If what if know. you don't test well? I mean, oh my God, I yeah. bombed on my SATs, but my grades yeah. rocked. So how do you handle yeah. that? Yeah. I, I mean, mean and it's a fair question. And thankfully no one's asked me that yet. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think it's, it's just, it's in the preparation, but again, you know, it's, it's probably a slightly flawed analogy, honestly. It seems to resonate with engineers, thankfully. But Probably. Um, You're right. That's the audience for it. I was yeah. working manages. Yeah, yeah makes sense. I know. It would probably not work for me okay. as well. Next but... question I'm going to ask. Hold on before I forget, since you mentioned it. Uh, let's say they do strike out. I want to know how you yeah. turn off your, your candidates. But first, I'm going to do an ad for our good friends at Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, Honeit.com is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips that you could send to hiring managers to let them hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that you as a recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, man, that delivers a ton of information that you just can't get from a resume or a dry report. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of the sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, and it turns everything, the whole conversation, into a searchable transcript as well. H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. 
Okay, back to our good friend Amy Miller, ALA recruiter. Go ahead. That's me. So rejecting a candidate post-interview, that's the question? Yeah. Okay. So, again, sounding like a broken record here, but it goes back to the initial prep and discussion. I am very clear with my candidates when we get to an interview stage. Hey, congratulations. We're moving to an interview. This is exciting. Let's take a moment to celebrate. Okay, now here's the reality. There's a couple of outcomes that might happen here. One, just not a fit. For whatever reason, don't pass the interview. I have to tell you you're not moving forward. That's one thing that could happen. Uh, Two, could be a great overall fit, not right for the exact role. We can figure out, do we want to look at other teams? Do we want to look at other positions or not? You get to choose. Or in a perfect world, it's a great fit. Everybody likes you. You like everybody. We start talking about an offer. Those are the three things that could potentially happen. I also tell them, I work for a big, giant corporation. I'm not allowed to give specific feedback. However, I do believe in giving you something. So I will do my best to pull any high-level trends, anything that I think might be helpful to you, anything that I think would help you understand the decision and or decide if you wanted to try again in the future, okay? And most of the time, 99% easily, they're like, okay, that's fair. And so when we get to that conversation and I have to reject, it's simply, look, we knew this was a possibility. Unfortunately, we're not able to move forward. I can't share feedback with you, but I can tell you, you showed up really well in leadership. That was strong. We saw some good signal there. Unfortunately, the technical bar, which as you know, is super high. We didn't quite see the expertise and the experience in system design and coding that we needed to see. That's it. And they thank me and they're on their way. And we talk again. Hold on a second. And nobody ever says, Amy, this is my specialty. I am really good at this. I don't agree that, that this is my weakness. Some someone's making a mistake there. I've had that in almost a year here, one time. And what did you do? And Hang I said, up. I understand. I, I said, I understand you feel that way. I said, and you and I can can agree that maybe they didn't see what what we wanted them to see. But here's here's the reality of where we are. So I appreciate what you're saying. I don't disagree with you. I mean, it's not for me to judge whether you can or can't do this job, but the interview process has given us a signal that says this is not enough to move forward. Okay, but I want to go back and I want to talk to the specific – Amy, I understand you're not a tech person. I want to talk to the the tech person. I want a a second shot at this. Something went wrong Mm -hmm. here. I'm very interested. What would you say? Great. So – we're going to take another run at this in six to 12 months. So let's talk about what that looks like, because here's the I'm reality. I'm not satisfied so, right? with that. I'm well, not satisfied then, with that. Then I'm sorry, you're not satisfied. And I look forward to your negative comments and my customer service score. <laughs> I mean, at some point you just have to be like, Hey, I know you're mad. And I, and that's, you know, you, you can unleash your feedback on me. I will take it, but I can't change the outcome. So if you want to share feedback with me about anything that you're unhappy about or any part of the process that you think we might have done wrong, I will gladly take that feedback. But at this point, there is no opportunity to move forward today. Uh huh. Would you ever tell someone, look, by being so hard-headed about this, you're just you know, ruining any potential you've got for a future uh, consideration? Would you actually say that? I, I wouldn't 
say it in those words, but, but I would definitely say, you know, it, it's never an easy message to receive. And I understand that I would, I would ask, you know, if you want to continue the conversation, I think maybe take a little time and, you know, kind of process what we've just talked about. Maybe we should talk next week. What do you think about that? Because a lot of times well, when, and again, that is so rare, it hardly ever happens. And it may be because I'm just working with, I'm working with managers who have to reject people all the time too. Like these guys are hiring as well. Uh, so they kind of get it from, from that side of, of the desk as well. But, you know, a lot of times they're just reacting out of frustration. They, they don't even mean what they're saying in the moment. They're just pissed off. And so all the, the best thing that I can do is just listen, acknowledge and redirect. Not going to get into a pissing contest with anybody. That that's not a good look for me or my. Company. And redirect redirect means put them off. Say, oh, we'll talk about it later on. Do you want to try? You want to talk? Yeah. Do you want to talk in a week? Do you do you want to revisit in six months? You know, redirect. Okay, is so like in a week, just let me uh, let me beat this mm-hmm. to, to to death. Okay. Yeah. So if the, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you in a week. He calls you back in a week. Okay. They, uh, they never what you, me back. You're just guessing that he, he or she will cool off in in a week and and won't want to pursue it. But what if they do uh, play I, back in a week? I mean, if they did, I would just, okay, so how are you feeling about things now? Knowing, again, that our options are, you know, try again in a year or whatever. Like, the options haven't changed. Do you feel differently uh-huh. now? Or do you still have questions? Would you, I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt. No, you I don't mean to interrupt. Kathy, go I, ahead. We want I, to hear I, from you. No, I was just wondering if you – I know that it's so um, sensitive in this era uh, on what you can share and not share, yeah. but would you say, okay, if I come back to you in, a, in six months to a year, maybe yeah. you could focus on ABC and your skills. Oh, that would sure. make you I a better, guess, fit, honestly, better fit. With, with my particular organization, the kinds of roles I'm recruiting for. So again, the, the little, you know, 0.0001% of this company that I'm responsible for, it generally is around technical ability. It, it almost always is. Can you tell them to concentrate, like learn this yeah, piece of it sure, or you're missing? Sure. Okay. Cause you were saying you couldn't. No, but, but Kathy, she, she gave us an example of her turndown and she did specify where the person was weak technically. She, yeah. she did give I, us I an example of it. Right, because I don't want it to be able to like, oh, that's got to be, oh, it was this specific queen. Oh, it was that guy that interviewed me. And oh, uh-huh. he's a jerk. I, I never want to open the door for that. That would be a, a, a violation and I don't want to get fired. <laughs> but again, for most of my candidates, because they're not coding, they're not always, you know, hands-on, those kinds of things. A lot of times it is really that technical expertise. So I will say, hey, listen, maybe crack, you know, the the uh, Gail Lachlan McDowell book, you know, cracking the coding interview, spend some time in that, practice those exercises, um, brush up on, you know, whatever language it is you said you're an expert in, you know, things like that. Like I will, I, I had one um, not too long ago that um, it was around leadership. And I'm like, look, the reality is you're a newer manager. You know, you know that we, we both are looking at your resume. We know where you're at in your career. If you had maybe another year under your belt and you had a little bit more experience with some of these more challenging people management scenarios, I think that might have had a different outcome. So are you comfortable coming back in six months or a year? And he was very grateful and very, very receptive to that. Um, so, you know, it, again, it's, it's all it's, it's what you can share that that isn't kind of telling on your, your people and, and kind of 
talking about things you're not supposed to talk about, but at the same time being helpful. Because if I don't know, you endorse that book. You endorse that book, Cracking the Code. I do. For some people, some people aren't that familiar with it. So here, and I included in my interview prep as well. I, I send them a link to the to her website. You know, hey, if you don't already have this book or if you haven't heard of it, might be worth checking out. I'm not telling you to buy it, but I'm just saying might be something to research. And here's why: I actually was told by two different leaders to practice the it practice. I, apparently, there are, and I've never cracked the book myself, but apparently there are exercises in the back of the book, and the guidance was. Do those exercises on paper, write them out while you're listening to news radio or some kind of noise in the background. So what it does for some reason, according to my engineering leaders, this kind of mimics the interview situation, like the, the talking, the, you know, writing on a whiteboard or coding or, or whatever, like just the way that you approach that solution in that way. Mm-hmm. kind of somehow trains your brain for an interview. Okay, give the name of the book so, again for people who might not be familiar with it. Yeah, it's Cracking the Coding Interview, and the author is Gail Lachman McDowell, um, and it's, uh-huh. it's spelled kind of weird. So I'll tweet it, and I'll, I'll no, tag That's okay. You in. Let so, them figure it out. They've got the title. Right, if they, they don't know how to use out. the yeah. Internet, <laughs> you know, I don't care about them. I have another I question. I have, an, I, have another, I have another question before we're finished, okay? We're almost done. Do we're almost done. Okay, so you've got a hiring manager, right, mm-hmm. who makes uh, a demand for a certain kind of degree. I guess in your field it would be computer science, right? Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. say, look, what if they don't have the exact degree you're looking for, mm-hmm. but the kind of work they're doing now indicates that they're qualified to mm-hmm. come and work with us. The hiring manager, no, I want a degree. Okay, what are you going to do? You're unnecessarily limiting your candidate pool. It is my job to make sure that you see people who can do the job successfully. Therefore, I'm going to send you people that may not have the exact pedigree. And we will talk about those people when you see them. Really? Okay. And so yeah. uh, if this, this how, how, is a hiring, how, how is a hiring manager going to take that coming from you? Well, they can appreciate it or they can be mad about it. I don't really care. But that's what, what I'm going to do. What if they are do. mad about it? That's the big. What if they're mad about it? What if it turns into a drama? <laughs> then they're the ones that are going to be uh, – it's, it's not – look, my boss will back me up. My hiring manager's boss should be backing me up. If they don't, I'll go to the next one, and I'll go to the next one, and I'll go to the next one. Because sometimes good consulting – looks like bad customer service. I am not here to take your order and bring you back a cheeseburger with no lettuce. I am here to make you aware of the people who are available and interested and qualified for this job. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you interviewed for your last job, did they raise mm-hmm. an issue like this and, and how you would handle it? Did you tell them that this is what I'm like? I'm tough? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was I was very much myself in my interview because I really wasn't interested. I was just like, yeah, I had a bad day at work. I'll go interview at this other place. You know, I loved my job. Uh-huh. I had no intention of leaving. Uh, so, yeah, I was very like, hey, this is me, you know, warts and uh-huh. all. And they still wanted to hire yeah, me. Yeah, but so. isn't there a danger? <laughs> isn't there a danger when you go in like that, you know, and you say, this is what I'm like. I'm going to be in this person's mm-hmm. face. Oh, oh, yeah, Amy. Oh, we love that. Oh, yeah, we're on board with you. <laughs> Once you get in there. 
no one's backing you up. That's quite possible, isn't it? How did I, you I assure yourself? Possible. Yeah, I think it's possible. Uh, I definitely, in my current role, I definitely did my homework. I knew of my manager before I joined his team. And I was very specific. Like I will join this person's team. I will not consider any other roles. I'm not interested in any other teams. I will join this person's team. If this person does not have an opening or does not want to hire me, I will gladly say where I'm at, but I believed in my manager and, you know, and, and look, I'm fortunate. I work for him today. I realized that could change at any time, but that was basically my criteria <laughs> coming in, mm -hmm. and so far it's working out. Oh, okay. Okay. So w w what haven't we talked about that you'd like to talk about? You still baking? I, mean, I don't see you post. You don't bake don't, it. You don't post. But... I don't. I, I've taken a break. Um, uh -huh. It was, you know, starting a new job. It was a lot. So maybe I'll pick yeah. it back up. I miss it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Any, anything else that, that I haven't raised that, that you think you'd like I to talk know. about? I don't know. Is there any questions from the peanut gallery? We have four minutes. Not, they're very quiet. <laughs> you know, Jerry's not here to be mopey. I, I don't, I don't okay. know what that means. Maybe they love it or maybe they hate it. But no, no, I, I, I think, think it's great. Um, I think it's really good. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I okay. think it's here's, here's one. I, I, mm -hmm. This is uh, uh, Okay, this is uh, 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 a hiring manager had an intake session s scheduled with a recruiter, right? Yeah. So the recruiter gets on the line uh, mm -hmm. and uh, waits 20 minutes. The hiring manager doesn't show up, right? So he hangs mm -hmm. up. He says, I'm not waiting for yeah. this uh, hiring manager. Yeah. So 10 minutes later, the hiring manager calls back and is pissed off because this guy wasn't there waiting for him. He mm -hmm. said, I had, a, I had a, an hour booked with you. You should have mm -hmm. been waiting for me for that mm -mm. full hour. Mm -mm. What mm -mm. would you say? Absolutely and he said, not. look, I, I, I had to take say... a phone call just before our meeting. Uh, I couldn't make it to the meeting and, and you should, but you, you know what? I booked no. an hour of your time. No, 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 no. You owed it. I would have made it 10 minutes. I would yeah. immediately message the manager, you know, whether it's over a ping or IM or email or whatever. And I would have said, Hey, something must've come up. Really sorry we weren't able to connect today. I'm still available until this time or happy to reschedule. Let me know what you prefer. And then if the manager comes back and says, oh, hey, sorry, I had a call run over. We still have 30 minutes. Should we get on the call again? Great, no problem. But if you're going to come at me sideways and be rude, again, we're, this is a partnership. I'm not going to abuse you. I'm not going to let you abuse me. So thankfully, I don't work with anyone who would ever act like that. But if someone did, I would immediately shut that shit down and I would say, you know, I think we need to recalibrate on how we're going to work together. And then I would go to my boss. That's mm -hmm. what recruiting leaders are for. They're, they're here to unplug and unblock and move things out of our way. Like we shouldn't have to own that in its entirety. Like there are reasons to have managers and times that we should bring them into things like this, but uh -huh. absolutely not. This is a partnership. I don't work okay. for my hiring manager. Uh -huh. Do you think this is a, the last thing then? Would you think this would be a, a good thing to post on uh, the wall in a recruiting office? I don't care who you are. I don't care what title you hold. I don't care how long you've been with this company. I will not tolerate being verbally abused by a frustrated <laughs> hiring manager. you like that? I might word it a little differently, but yes, <laughs> everyone deserves uh -huh. respect. Okay, well, you don't know where I got that, do you? Or maybe I don't you, maybe know. you do. 
I don't okay, know. Well, Where did you get that? I'll tell you later. I'll tell okay. you later. <laughs> Amy, Amy Al, it's been so great. Alan Fleur contributed. Our good friend Kathy is on a good phone now. Kathy Manis calls herself Kathy Anderson, but she'll always be Kathy Manis to me. And the great <laughs> Amy Miller, thank the you. Recruiting. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Where's Jerry? Okay, Jerry's not here. Okay, Amy Miller, thank you. Just be patient with me. I closed the I closed the window before I turned off the show. Let's see if I can get back in here. Did it end? Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, I think I. Okay, yeah. Here we go. End episode. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.